every day that God creates and allows each of us to awake in the morning, he is asking for your obedience. We are living in a world today that is very rebellious. We're in rebellious times. And I asked this question this morning, is it not true that God blesses those who love and obey Him fully and faithfully? Sometimes we need to remember that one of the blessings of being obedient is having part of the rewards that He has promised the faithful. And those that were read just a moment ago in Deuteronomy chapter 11 in verses 10 through 17, these people knew firsthand of the rewards of being a faithful servant of God. And we, though of us today who are Christians, should know firsthand as well, through our obedience, the reward and blessings that come from God. But as I mentioned just a moment ago, we live in very rebellious times. We see it throughout our country. We see it throughout our schools. And we see it in our homes. In our in a lot of times in our homes, we see our children who are talking and telling us what we're going to do. Parents give instructions and they say, I'll do it later. Parents say, go clean your room. I'll do it when I get ready. Parents say, be respectful. And children often exhibit disrespectfulness. We see it in the Lord's church. When preachers across this land say one must become a Christian and be added to the body of Christ. And people say, I'll do it when I get ready. Preachers across the land say that we must be totally faithful to God and, and do the things in which He has commanded us and, and we must put God first and nothing should come before God and being with His people. And we'll say, I'm going to do my own thing. What I want to do is more important. We live in rebellious times. Some have forgotten God's past rewards for obedience. As you look in our scripture this morning in verse 1 and 2, you see that the children of Israel saw firsthand 
the reward and the protection God gave to the people, to the faithful. And you look in the book of, of Exodus, in chapter 20, in verses 4 through 6. It says to us, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them for the Lord thy God am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and the fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that what? Love me and keep my commandments. Those who worshiped God and was obedient and faithful to him experienced his love. And they seen that reward of obedience. In Deuteronomy chapter 11 and 10 and verse 14, as we read just a moment ago, says, if they would again obey and remain, that's the key, they again would be blessed. The children of Israel had a repetition of being faithful and doing good. And it reminds me a lot of times of folks in the Lord's church. They'll be on fire and they'll remain faithful and they'll do things and they'll kind of fall away. The children of Israel done the same thing. They fell away. And he says, if they would again obey and remain obedient, remain being a key word there, they would again be blessed. He would bless them with a land, he says, much different than what was in Egypt where you had to carry your water and water your plant. I'll give you the first rain and the latter rain. And God would give them blessings. He would bless them with that great land. You see, this morning, every family in America is struggling with this very thing. Every family in America is struggling with disobedience some way, somehow in that home. Whether it be from the children who are, who are disrespectful and disobey what their parents and the instructions that their parents are giving them, or whether it be in, in, their, in their spiritual life in the church, and some may not have any spiritual life. They may not attend the church services and Bible studies and, and, and all the gathering of the saints, and they're struggling with that in their homes. And unfortunately, it's in the Lord's church. You know, obedience, now if you don't hear anything else I say today, hear this, obedience has to have sacrifice, that's it, 
If we do a self-examination of ourselves this morning, can we say that we have sacrificed something for God? And are we continuing to sacrifice something for God? In other words, we say, what have you given up? And another way to say it, we, we heard it said before, what have you done for me lately, God says. What have you given up? Are you and are, am I sacrificing something for God in my daily life? And I'm not talking about from 9 to 10 on Sunday morning. I'm talking about Sunday through Saturday 24 hours a day, are we sacrificing some way, somehow for God? Because obedience requires sacrifice. You see, we have a generation of kids and older adults today, and not just this generation, but they want something in return. You see, I grew up in a generation that where you did what you had to do without complaining. Whatever the task was before you, it didn't matter what it was. You did what you had to do to obtain the reward or retain, uh, obtain the, the good standing with your parent or your grandparent. Just yesterday, my son and I, we had a car washing party at my house. And those who were not there did not get their car washed. That would be my girls in my home. Me and Michael, we washed his truck, my truck, washed our side by side. And as we was washing that, and, and we had, I don't know, we were near the last one or whatever, I told Mike, I said, son, I said, years ago, I said, my grandfather hired me to wash his car and to clean it up. And I said, I may, or maybe the truck, I said, I may have spent 45 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 at the most. And it was a big, huge, full-size truck with a camper shell on it. And I run inside, and he said, I'm going to reward you. I'm going to pay you when you do that. I run inside. I said, Papa, I'm done. He said, you are? I said, yes, sir. Walked outside, and he walked around it and wiped this off and wiped that off. He said, I don't think you're done. He said, do it again. You see, I'm 52 year old, and I still remember that. When you do something, folks, you do it right the first time. He taught me a valuable lesson right there. And then he paid me my $5. <laughs> kid, you got a kid nowhere today that washed a whole big truck and waxed it for $5. <laughs> uh, but that's not the people we see today, unfortunately. But we have to make our mindset be that our rewards as Christians are not going to be immediately. We're going to receive the blessings from God, the early rain, the, the latter rain, and, and our fields are going to be this. And, and uh, I believe when you go to Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verses 1 all the way through that whole chapter, 
And that's a good time to read. You can read that whenever. It's a lot of verses there. But he talks about the blessings of God. From being obedient. But when you go and you see those things, we see that obedience has sacrifice. Now I think that went to sleep on me again. Me and, me and technology don't get along. Y'all can see that. Y'all boys going to have to help me figure this out. Now I'm back. The rewards of obedience is easily seen throughout the Bible. When you go to the book of Psalms in chapter 5 and verse 12, we see that it's clearly seen. It says, For thou, Lord, for thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor, wilt thou compass him as with a shield. The reward of obedience is easily seen. As you can see, the first point, not the first time God promises to bless, it's not the first time God promises to bless the obedience, the obedient people. In Leviticus 26 and 3 through 5, we see that obedience has always carried a reward with God. Those who desire the reward, and what is that reward? Eternal life. Those who desire that should strive to ensure that they are obedient. When you go to the book of 2 Corinthians, he says there, examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove yourselves. Know ye not your own selves how that, that Jesus Christ is in you except you be reprobates. Those who desire that reward of eternal life, and eternal life, we're speaking of heaven and hell, eternally, forever, will desire to examine themselves and be obedient to God. Now, what is it in for us this morning? Obedience carries with it godly fear. You go back to the book of Psalms, in chapter 112, 112 in, in the Bible, and it reads, and it, it emphasizes this point. In chapter 112, verses 1 through 3, it says, Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all of them that have pleasure therein. His work is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endureth forever. And I read the wrong one, I think. <laughs> but it's a good lead into the next one. Go to chapter 112. I read 111. Says, praise you the Lord, blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. 
wealth and riches shall be in his house and his righteousness endureth forever. God says, if you will be obedient to me, he says, everything else will be okay. That reminds me of Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. Now you have to admit this morning whether you've been totally obedient or totally faithful to God in all things, God has blessed you. Has he not? You men, look to your right or to your left, wherever your spouse is sitting. Some of y'all needed a good woman. I know you. I know you personally. Some of y'all needed a good woman. I counsel some of you. Performed your wedding. I got some here today that I did that. And in those, and in that counseling, and every young person or young couple that, that we counsel in marriage, before marriage, my wife and I plead and we lay it out and say, be obedient. Put God first in your home. If God ever leaves the top spot, your home will never be what God wants it to be. You think your home is good now? You keep God where he needs to be, and it's going to be a whole lot better than what you're experiencing now. God has been good to you. Those of you who have children, look, look at your right and left, and you look at them. God's been good. He's blessed you. How do you pay your bills every week or every month? Number one, God gives you the health. Number two, God gives you a job. And when you have that job, you work and you make money. You're rewarded because you do the things that you're told to do. And you're able to live comfortably here upon this earth. But godly fear. James chapter 1 and verse 25 suggests to us, says obedience with godly fear moves us to obey God and be pleasing in his sight. 2 Corinthians 5 and 11, we should fear God because of his what? Power, wrath, wisdom, the ability to gain eternal life through his son and because of the judgment to come. We talked about that this morning in our, in our 9 a.m. Bible study. The judgment to come, then and now. Folks, there is a day coming. The Bible describes it this way. In the blink of an eye. And you notice how quickly you blink your eye. We don't, I talked about it this morning. You, don't, you, don't, you blink so much now, you don't even think about it unless you got something in your eye. But we just blink naturally. And it's a quick response. We blink. That's how quickly your life and my life is going to be changed when the Lord returns. That's how quickly. And he says knowing that, and also not even knowing that, but also knowing that there's a heaven and there's a hell. And as we established this morning in our Bible study, hell was not prepared for us. A lot of people think that. Hell was prepared for Satan or the devil and his angels. There it went again. 
I'm not having any luck. But he's prepared for his, his angels, Satan and his angels. And we need to know that we don't want to go there. You see, we should fear God because of those things. And trust in God. When you go to 1 Kings chapter 17, you read the story of Elijah. And Elijah was unfortunately living in a time that there was a king and, a, and his wife Jezebel who, who was going after him, seeking to kill him. And he goes and, and he goes into the wilderness and he comes to a, a widow and she's out gathering sticks for her last meal. She has a little bit of oil and a little bit of meal. And she told, Elijah came upon her. And he says, go fix me something first. And she says, I'm out gathering sticks to fix me and my son our last meal and then we're going to die. see what we get out of this because the next time she returned back to that meal and all there was more wasn't there and there could be continued more and God was blessing them and keeping them alive during this great famine and, 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 and all because of doing what God says and the lesson for us I think one of the lessons today for us is obey God first and you'll be blessed and you'll be rewarded you know that's not the end of that story you go on and read, her son dies. Don't you know that that woman was saying, I put God first. I've done everything you asked me to do. And my son dies? How many of us have been in that situation? And let me tell you this morning that when your back is against the wall, did you hear me? When your back is against the wall, obey God. You see, God blesses the faithful with salvation and life everlasting, John 10, a life more abundantly. The faithful, those who are deemed obedient, and notice they're deemed obedient. There has to be a measure, and God's word is that measure. There has to be a standard that says who's obedient and who's not obedient. Who's faithful and who's not faithful. Now in the world today, everybody is a Christian. Everybody is going to heaven. You see, there's a lot more to it than when one is baptized into Christ. And those sins are washed away. That's the time when it gets hard. That's the time when, when things really start happening. That's the time when you're faithful and, and you're gathered with God's people and you read your Bible and you study and you begin to, to work and learn. That's not time to sit back and not do anything. That's not being obedient or faithful. You see, the world rewards, rewards of God are beyond what the world could possibly give. The world doesn't bless mankind for his lifestyle of sin, but instead demands more from him. In Job chapter 20 and verse 4 through 29, Zophar's speech describes the wicked there. It's a good nighttime reading. Go read it. 
And we might even find our own selves described there. But when you're, as I said just a moment ago, when your back's against the wall, as the widow does, when your son dies and you've done everything for the Lord and you've been faithful and you've been obedient, obey God, that's the key. Remain faithful. You see, I can tell you this morning, I'm too old to play games with God. I can look back now and see his deliverance so many times in my life. And you say, well, you ain't that old. Well, yeah. I'm on the downhill side now. I'll never make it to 100. I'll be good if I make it to 75. But I'm too old to play games with God, and a lot of you are too old to play games with God. I can look back and see his deliverance through the years, and I'm going to tell you this morning, I can't afford not to be obedient. There's too much at stake. There's too much to risk. To play games with God and say, oh, yeah, I, I, I might have to do this, or I might have to do that, or I might need this, or I, I might need to change this. My greatest pains in this world is seeing people not obey Christ. Seeing people put off becoming a Christian. Seeing people not be totally obedient and faithful to God and serve Him totally and not partially. That's some of my greatest pain. But some of my greatest pain as well are the hurt from those who are supposed to be loving me. And when we're not obedient to God, that hurt continues. You see, the disobedient have no part in the blessings and rewards from God. Isaiah 1, 16 through 20, God shows no partiality in anyone. All have the same chance at eternal life. Every person in here today, if you go, if you do not make it to heaven and you end up eternally in Hades and hell, it'll be by your choice. It'll be by no one else's fault. And same goes for heaven. Are the rewards and blessings from God enough for you to be obedient this morning? What would it take for you to be obedient to God and His commands this morning? What would it take? Now, I'm not talking about part-time. I'm talking about total obedience, total commitment to God and Jesus, His church. That's what I'm talking about. What would it take this morning? What would you have to give up? What would you have to sacrifice? Because remember, obedience must have sacrifice. If we can't look in our lives on a daily basis or a weekly basis and say, I have sacrificed, we're not obedient. 
Because you're going to do something to sacrifice. You're going to pick up your Bible and read it rather than watching TV. You're going to get off the phone and do this and do that for the Lord. You're, you're going to do all these things if you are faithful and you are obedient. You see, the problem lies as if we have a heart problem. Our heart's not in it. Things that your heart is in, you will take and give every 110% that you have. Things that your heart is in. And what I mean by that is something we like, something we love, something we enjoy. And until we make the enjoyment and like and love of worshiping together and being with the saints on the appointed times and serving God with a right heart, until we get that level of enjoyment and love equal to the things in the world that we love and enjoy, we're failing. The obedience to God must be more than that of the world. Maybe this morning you need to confess Christ and be baptized. You've heard the gospel. You've heard the word. You believe on him. and You need to repent of those sins and be baptized for the remission of your sins. We encourage you to do that. Live for him. This morning, will you confess your sin? You've been baptized. You're added to the body of Christ. And you know you've sinned. You know you've messed up. You know you haven't been obedient. You know you haven't been faithful. The world has pulled you out of the Lord's church. Now the body of Christ. Come back to him. Come unto me, y'all. You are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Repent. And let us pray with you and for you. Please come. Together we stand. And as we sing.